The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. To Reality, a pop culture, current affairs, and LGBT news-oriented panel discussion series that's dedicated to you. Here are your hosts, Dominion Onyx, Carl Anthony, John Sebastian, and Legionnaire. So, honey, you know what really grinds my gears... Hello. Hello. Oh, oh my God. I'm sorry. Whew. You know what? I don't show up late to shows because I don't care. And I have nothing but love and respect for my fans. The challenge for me is aligning my energy with the time. Taking something that isn't easily classified or convened and trying to make it available for others. I don't have an on and off switch. I'm at my best when I am open, rested, sensitive, and liberated to express myself as truthfully as possible. For every performance that I've arrived too late, there have been countless others where I've performed in excess of two hours beyond what I'm due, pouring everything out on the stage. Whew. Yes. Mm. Is that the excuse we got going today? Mm. I care deeply about the artistic process. Lord. I scrutinize. I have perfectionist tendencies and with and want space made for spontaneity, which is not an easy process with the many moving parts on the road. Some days were more successful than others. However, the vitality that is infused into my performance is always appreciated by our fans who may not know exactly what it took to accomplish. What hasn't been touched upon by the media, I'm sure, are the hundreds of people who rush the stage on a weekly basis and stay in excess of an hour after the show just to connect. Mm. Uh, are you okay? You gonna align your energy with my bank account and give me my damn money back? Yeah. Listen. The challenge here is to figure out the best way to accommodate the vitality, spontaneity, and spirit that make the performances worthwhile and special to begin with, while also making that experience available and accessible to others. If I didn't love and respect this art, I wouldn't be doing it. The audience and I should have that in, call in common. Listen, my true audience knows emphatically that I care. It isn't possible to affect people in any deep and meaningful way without putting sacrificial time in. I have nothing but love and appreciation for all of our fans, and I regret that I was late for the show. But again, I was merely trying to align my energy to the time. Align my refund back to my bank account. 
since you've also canceled <laughs> Baltimore this week. <laughs> oh, bitch. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Reality <laughs> exclusively on Poppy Chulo Radio. Today is Thursday, May 12th, 2016, and it's time for another heaping helping of pop culture on demand from your favorite radio station and mine, Poppy Chulo Radio. Yeah! Oh, yes! 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 Oh, child. I have, I have a breaking news event as we are coming on the air. Who are me okay. to judge? Who are me to judge? Jesus. Who are me to judge is now working at of all all places, Chick Fil A. Did we actually confirm that it was him, or is it just an unfortunately slow looking person <laughs> who resembles him? Let's just put it like that. Let's just put it like this: If it ain't him. His mama had another baby that he don't know about. It looks, I swear for God, it looks exactly like him. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'm yeah, looking I mean, at the video. Look. I'm looking at the video. Uh-huh. If, if it ain't him. Oh, honey, that's him. He has that's an unfortunate lookalike if it ain't him. That's him. Yeah, that's, I'm like, poor thing. Poor little Tink Tink. Poor little Tink Tink. <laughs> Who are me to judge is working at the Chesterfield Chick-fil-A. Oh, no. Yeah, that's definitely that girl. Yeah, I just looked at it again. Yeah, that's Thank her. you. Mm. Cool thing. Mm. I thought her had an album coming out. And then I, she's the author I of like she was a best-selling author. Books. Right. She got right. 142. Yeah, 143. I'm sorry. On the New York Times bestseller list. Oh, no, no. I'm Hold sorry. on, please. Let me get you. You know, I just want to get his exact stats because, you know, who are me to call someone a liar? Y'all stop it and let that boy make his coins. We are because, you know, Chick-fil-A yeah. now delivers. He is exact. What's minimum wage right now? <laughs> Seven twenty five. A few coins. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are me to judge? Who are me to judge? Oh. I'm sorry. I saw that and oh, I was like, you want to talk about shots fired, shots Buy them shots, bitch. Go. Oh, Lord have mercy. But that's not the only. I mean, he is uh, a New York Times bestselling author, a.k.a. Stunt Queen, online medical student, a.k.a. Stunt Queen, recently engaged to a woman, a.k.a. Stunt Queen, chief executive and chief executive officer, a.k.a. Stunt Queen. No, 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 no. That's not a Stunt Queen. That's a queen performing stunts. Mm. Got Oh, okay. <laughs> but what we do know is that he is the alleged perpetrator of insurance fraud. According to now, that's his, a stunt queen. Now that's a no, that's a queen. That's a stunt queen giving shows. Mm. Mm. Oh, Lord have mercy! But who are me to judge? <laughs> who are me I to am. judge? Oh, me. Ooh. Stunt shows and all levels of what I do is judge, jury, and executioner. (laughs) That's what I do. I mean, I live to judge, it's my life's blood. I get hard to judge people. Oh, dear! 
Oh my. Mm. There are just some things I love you. I love you dearly. There are just some mm-hmm. things I just don't need to know. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Sharing is caring, yes, but you know, it gets me moist judging people. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Some good old nasty mm. judgmental judgment. Yes. Not just, just judgment, but just mental judgment, damn it. Ooh. Yes, it makes my nipples hard. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Whatever it takes well, to get you to. We have a lot of show. We're going to start by talking about uh, Ms. Lauren Hill. We're going to talk about this judge in Arkansas. Uh, the black African-American Negro, black African-American, oh. famous Hollywood Negro actor has things to say. And we also got to touch on um, Africa Bambata because we haven't really, that hasn't really gotten a lot of news coverage, but it's a pretty fucked up story. Well, no, it, we, we haven't talked about it, but oh, honey, black Twitter is a buzz. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I don't really follow black Twitter like that, you know. I don't either, you but know, that, this, I know. I don't with colors like that. Oh, that's a revelation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Y'all ready to get started? Let's do the damn Let's thing. Let's do it. All right. First of all, y'all's cousin, because she ain't our line sister, because, you know, that's chosen family. This is the family that you got to deal with regardless. That's cousins. That, the devil is a lie. <laughs> all day, the devil all is, day long. The devil. All day long. That's true, because there's plenty of cousins I don't fuck with. So. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> anyway, Lauren Hill showed up two hours late to her show in Atlanta um, about a week or so ago. And she gave this old bullshit ass explanation about how she uh, had a problem aligning her energy with the time. And I was like, that's the most ridiculous. That's the most ridiculous (laughs) shit I have ever heard in my entire life. Yes. Followed by that music. I don't know where the hell that came from. (laughs) It was perfect, though. Right. I know, right? But I was like, really, bitch? That's 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 what we're that's what we're going with, huh? That's right. that's our line. We go. That's that's the story we sticking with. Mm. Right. What did you <laughs> all think about it? I thought that was some bullshit. Um, because if hmm. you if because if you truly have love and respect for your fans, then you need to have love and respect for their time and money that they spend on the support of your art, Miss Thing. Right. That's that's how you show your love and respect. Respect their time. Respect their time because they come out to see you because they love you. So you don't. So love and respect them by not treating them like an afterthought. Like you only want to come out when you're ready to be bothered. When your energy's aligned. No, girl, that's not how it works. That's not how. That's not how any of that works. <laughs> Thank you. <Right? laughs> it really is not. <laughs> but you know. But see, you know what though, I, I I'm. I'm mad at Lauren, but you know who I'm even mad at? The All stupid the ass people. Lauren waiting for her ass. Thank you very much. Because okay. see, this is not new behavior for her. No. Right. She is famous. You know, she is famously late. 
famously late. And then she shows up, I think that's 37 minutes, and the amphitheater has to close down because there's a curfew on that. And, you know, it's like, y'all y'all know Lauren is shady. Y'all know, y'all know Lauren gonna be late, and you know Badu gonna be high. So, I don't know why y'all keep putting yourselves in these situations and then get mad. At least this time, she's refunding money. Mm. And not to be outdone, she was supposed to do a show in Baltimore, Maryland, with the Wretched. <laughs> singing the Wretched song. I'm sorry. <laughs> Where's the Big, big fun. fun. <laughs> with the Wretched. Well, we know you had done. I'm sorry. Okay, see. Okay, come back. Um, but she canceled her Baltimore show in advance. I guess she knew her energy wasn't going to be lined up on time. So, no. I well, I look at it like this. She, you know, y'all would have, well, not y'all, but the, I, my ass wouldn't have been there after two hours. So I'd have been like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. There is no way that I'm going to sit in this auditorium or wherever the hell it was for two hours waiting for this chick. No. Who might like, see ya. Who might show up. Right. Exactly. Y'all already know she's shysty. <laughs> right. And she ain't recorded no new material in 20 years. Mm. That's what I'm saying. So why are all of these people, I mean... I mean, I guess one could say the same thing about uh, Aretha and Patty. Oh. I mean, they're not exactly blowing the charts up with brand new music all the time, but they do have a much more extensive body of, of uh, music to perform. And they, before, and they have uh, both look, and both of them have released albums within the last twenty years. Mm. Right? Uh, Didn't she release yeah. like three albums? And that was it. No, she released one album. Everything was on Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. That was the only album? Yep. Oh, wow. She recorded one album. She did did one. I think she did an MTV Unplugged um, thing. She did a couple albums with the Fugees, but Lauryn Hill solo, one album. Girl, then you know you really ain't got no business being late. That's all I'm saying. It's not like she's got to remember a whole bunch of lyrics. Now, I, I did make a miss. I, I, I just told a lie on Lauren Hill, and I, I told a lie, and I'm going to take it back. She has recorded new material. She, about five years ago, she recorded a duet with Ron Isley, Close to You, the old Carpenter song. Mm-hmm. It was never released. I give credit where credit is due. It is one of the best damn duets I've ever heard. She is, she is singing well. Yes, she's released one and one third albums. Yes, and I'll you know I'm like, girl, uh, Arrested Development released more than that. Shit. Mm. Thank you. I don't know, so uh, I'm not even clear why all these hoes. I'll keep going to see her, but you know, <laughs> Lord, for me the thing is. Lauren Hill and Erica Badu came out around the same time, and everybody used to talk about how deep Lauren Hill's lyrics are. And I'm like, not really. You, know. you all just aren't very learned or literate, so it seems deep. So it you is. know, if yeah. you don't really know anything, then, you know, 
basic shit seems deep to you. Right. Yep. When you when you shallow, everything seems deep. Right. And there is that. Just like, ugh. Child. So, yeah, so I'm not... I don't understand what like like you. I don't understand why mm-hmm. people keep doing. They keep going to these shows and thinking that something's gonna change. Baby, if she ain't, she's been doing this for a long, long time. Like I said, she gonna be late. Right. She gonna be late, and Badu gonna be high. Mm. Right. <laughs> so mm-mm, no, no. I don't think I so. Just can't, I, I just don't even see why. I mean, what is she going to do? I mean, for two, I mean, a, a typical show ass lasts like maybe 45 minutes. A I standard, mean, I would a sta- the show to last for like 90 minutes. A if standard show. Hour, I'm sorry. A ahead. standard contract for a show is 70 minutes. Yeah. 70 minutes well, with an intermission. One CD, what the fuck are you going to do? Just go through each song once and be like, I'm out, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <clears throat> That's pretty much it. Uh... But no, so she's, like I said, she is, this is her MO. And I, I don't feel bad for anybody who spends that kind of money to go hear her, knowing that she has, uh, she, she her her habit is to show up late. I don't feel bad. Mm-hmm. You got you wanted you wanted to waste your money. Mm, which, yeah, well, you know, she lost me as soon as she said I love and respect. No, bitch, no, you don't. That's a lie. She lost me as soon as she came up talking about aligning her energies with the time. I wish I would go to work and be like, why are you three hours late? I could not <laughs> align my <laughs> energies. <laughs> right. Like, how you going? How you gonna, you know, church start at eleven? You gonna show up like twelve forty-five? Talk about Jesus was helping me align my energies with the time. The devil has two lies and a used car salesman. Your ass is just late. Sit down. But no, I'm sorry. In my circles, if you show up an hour and forty-five minutes late, we you you gonna be there by yourself because the doors is locked and we call. Right. Shit. Right. But no, she. Again, it's one of those. I don't. If you know, if you know that your baby mama, I'm sorry, your baby daddy, is a crackhead, you don't leave. You don't give him keys to the house and tell him how to unplug the television. I look at this the same way. Y'all, y'all know what y'all getting when she she ain't gonna show up on time. Mm. She is not going to show up on time, and she might do an hour or afterward but like I had a boss who once said I don't care what you do once you get here you gotta get here first for me to acknowledge you she ain't getting there right. so for all that all that other that all that other shit that's extra that's extra mm-hmm. and that's special because but, you uh, know who else used to occasionally give you one or two extra hours a show Prince Prince but you know what he started on time on time just saying. Right. Amen. Amen. And, and amen. And a woman. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, gotcha. Like I said, no, you mm-mm. try try that shit with somebody else. Right. Exactly. Mm. 
Anyway, so, on from Lauren Hill. So, there was a, a, a judge in Arkansas who resigned after thousands of nude photos of male defendants were found on his computer. So, uh, the commission, so who is this? The He, he sent a letter to the to the Judicial Discipline and Disability Commission. Uh, his name is Joseph Beckman, said his resignation was effective immediately and he would never again seek a job as a local county or state employee. Uh, there were as many as 4,500 photos of naked young men bending over after an apparent paddling. And uh, the commission received allegations of several men, including one under 18, who described appearing in Beckman's court for minor violations. The judge would give defendants his handwritten phone number and have them serve what he's described as, quote, community service at his home. In one case, a man described having a sexual relationship with the judge while he paid off fines for which Beckman granted him an extension. In another case, Beckman reduced a misdemeanor traffic violation and asked the defendant to bring three bags of cans to his home. After the judge offered him a drink, which the defendant declined, Beckman informed him that he needed to pull two cans from the bag and bend over as he was picking up the cans. The judge then instructed him on how to pose and spread his legs further apart thoughts <laughs> I can't <laughs> I can't did you google it I've googled it I've researched it I've read it three times and I still can't you I can't. can't I can't I... <sighs> okay so there are about twenty six things I can find in this that I could that I could talk about, but I'm gonna give you three. First, the fact that he was able to resign, and you know that he would never seek a job as a local county or state employee, and Arkansas went for it. That means they already knew that this was going on. Second thing, um, right. the fact that at least that one of the men who was under eighteen. Um and uh, involved in this scheme mm. tells me that the courts knew about this. They knew he was a pervert and a pedophile, but they are okay with it because these men are poor. The third thing is, if you want to be a freak, be a freak, but don't take advantage of folk in the process. Exactly. You know, come on. If you know, it, it um, consent is a beautiful thing. And this was non-consensual. This is, this, you know, oh, I'm not going to say he should be killed, but I'm going to say he ought to, he ought to be strung up like, uh, on a St. Andrew's cross. And yes. just whipped merciless. Yes, he, he needs to be punished and not in a good sexy way. Right. But you right. know what? That might, he might like that. So. Although I will say it is a little... I know this is, you know, this may be triggering for some people, but it is a little bit funny to me. 
because I'm like, it's such, it's like, you know, you got a jaywalking ticket and now you're over this man's house and he got you looking at him over the shoulder with, you know, like, like your index finger in your mouth looking, you know, like the naughty schoolboy with your drawers hanging half down. I'm like, girl, I'd have been like, if, I, if this had been me, but again, I know more about the legal system. I'd be like, hell no, I'm not coming over to your house and doing all of this for some $50 traffic ticket. Fuck you. <laughs> or I'd be like, yeah, let me record this shit and then use it to blackmail or something. But I mean, this was basic shit. Right. And which is, I mean, and, it, and so it's funny to me because I don't think I'd ever be in this situation. But, you know, $50 is, is you know, or $25 ain't shit to me. But, you know, for some poor person, black, white, Hispanic, whatever, you know, that probably was a significant sum. And if you educated about mm-hmm. the legal system, which he was clearly depending on them not being at, at all informed about anything involving the law, uh, it probably seemed pretty serious. Well, so here's the other thing. So it's Cross County, Arkansas which is one county over from Mississippi. Um, it's in the, it's right off Highway 49, which is the country. And in the country, except the county, 75% white, 20, about 25% black. And the median household income is $29,000. Um, how many? Mm. Under, okay. Um, 16% of the families. Uh, were below the. I'm oh, sorry. Nineteen percent of the population. No, I'm sorry. Twenty percent of the population were below the poverty line. So, if you got, a, if you got, you know, if you already living below the poverty line, and you go to court and he said you got to pay a fifty dollar fine and you ain't got no money, what you gonna do? Right. And I mean, yes, fifty dollars to those to those of us who. Um, well, aren't below the poverty line. Fifty dollars. You, you're right. Twenty five dollars, fifty dollars ain't nothing to us. But when it's multiplied, this is I, I'm gonna call it the Ferguson effect because that's kind of the same thing yeah. that happened in Ferguson. Yeah. You know, people would get a ticket, a speeding ticket, they couldn't afford to pay it. Then they, you know, their license would be suspended. Then they would get a ticket for driving without a license or you know driving without insurance, and it would just build up and build up and build up. Whereas if we took them individually, they might be manageable. Once you've compounded them, it you know then you got judges who are arresting you know who are issuing bench warrants for you not appearing in traffic court. I have a feeling the same thing was happening down there. Probably. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. I mean, so again, while it's funny for us to make light of it, in in reality, it's probably it's probably fucked up. I mean, oh, it's, it's almost. Oh, it's funny as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, girl, girl, <laughs> right. girl, my, oh. <laughs> yes, girl, my. Be like, bitch, get off my face, go on now. <laughs> get somewhere and sit down. Sit, sit down, please. Sit down sit in, down. Jesus, in Jesus' name. Get out, get up. Mm-mm. Lord have mercy. Well, yes. next up for the round table, um, black African-American Negro color <laughs> Hollywood 
famous black Negro actor Tyrese says Real Housewives of Atlanta is negatively influencing black marriages. He says you're at home and you're looking at shows like The Housewives and all of these different reality TV shows and in your mind this reality becomes reality. You find yourself arguing and having issues at your house and in your marriage and in your family that are directly influenced by the shit that you're seeing on TV. You don't even know it. You as a woman, you're sitting there watching TV in which women complain and have issues and conflicts in their marriages that are filmed on a reality show and they're directly influencing images and conflicts that are being created in your house. It's not your fucking marriage. These are not your issues. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That girl... Sit down somewhere. You know, Tyree saying that these shows negatively influences negatively influence black marriage. Marriage in particular is like telling me that water is wet. Thank you. And the fact that there are people that are stupid enough to align themselves with shit that happens on TV that ain't new. And and right. it's not and it's not and, and it's not the Real Housewives of Atlanta. It is the Real Housewives franchise. So let's let's right. not put it on the girls in Atlanta. It's the franchise itself that has people native. Now don't get me wrong, it's entertaining television. It's entertaining television. The ratings say that, the sponsorship says that. I can accept that for what it is. But if you want but if you want to not if you want to try to call it quality television well then we're going to have a different discussion and the fact that people think and believe that you're really seeing these women's lives doesn't says more about them than about the show mm. so blaming it on the show is bullshit you need to you need to start thinking about the mentality of the TV watching public yes so I don't I don't hold a whole lot of stuff. And, and Tyrese is not the arbiter of what's a good relationship anyway. What the come fuck on, does he know? On. What the fuck does he know about marriage? Come on, come on. Ugh. Again, I I ain't got nothing for Tyrese except the child. S- sit down and, and try to come up with a new album or something. Right. Or something. Something, please. <laughs> I'm I'm not looking for any input on from you regarding TV and relationships. Hmm. But yeah. he is America's preeminent. Stop. Black African American Negro American. Stop. 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 Hmm. Just stop. In the name. But. Uh, stop. Do not drop your IQ okay. any further by repeating that nonsense. Ooh. Thank you. <laughs> but they said it on TV. Yeah. Dom. Dom, do I need mm. to come to that through that phone? Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, suck it <laughs> And I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> it's foolishness and fuckery, and we need to move on. <laughs> uh okay. 
So I recently now let's move on. I mean, <laughs> foolishness and so this uh this last roundtable story hasn't gotten a lot of nationwide press, but uh, at least in some circles, in some Black Twitter circles, it's um been a pretty big story. Those of you who remember uh, hip-hop legend Africa Bambata, he's been accused of sexually abusing um, teens and young boys who are as young as, looks like the youngest was uh, 12 and 13. 13. Of course, because now these kids are grown and the abuse occurred so long ago, um, there was, uh, I mean, the statute of limitations has passed, but you know, um, and at this point, he's been dismissed <laughs> from Universal Nation leadership. So, whatever that means, um, it's you know, it's pretty sad. You know, this guy is pay is preying on these young kids. Uh, what did you guys think about this? For those hoteps who need this. This is devastating. Um, The fact that he did this unabated and and without anyone from the Universal Zulu Nation bringing him to task until now is disturbing. The fact that bodyguards walked in and saw this and didn't do anything is disturbing. Um, The fact, you know, and the fact that we that we still are that the fact that we are still dealing with this kind of foolishness in 2016 is just atrocious it's just absolutely atrocious you know the fact yes. that a little boy who needed a, a father figure in the late 80s who is now 39 years old um you know he would sexually abuse this boy he took advantage the fact that he took advantage of someone who came to him looking for guidance and who was supposed to be his safe place makes just makes me want to take my hot sauce to his knees I don't want to kill him but I do want to hurt him real bad Mm. Yeah, and that's I found it. I think I thought along the same lines that, that you did, um, John Sebastian, is that in that it's you know, it, it, if this is really true that this has been happening to these young men, it's horrible in and of itself. But the fact that it's larger, it seems to be a larger thing than him actually um, perpetrating this upon these young boys. But the fact that there were people that helped keep it quiet and cover it up that just makes it even more horrific to think that this has been going on all this time. It's, 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 it's terrible. It's, it's, yeah, to say, and to say that it's terrible is it's just a gross understatement. Yeah. You know, and wait, and, <laughs> you know, you don't have to be gay for me to suck your dick is what he said to these boys, to one little boy. Mm. I, you know, how he just needs his ass whooped. He needs his ass whooped. 
You know. Mm. Oh. And what you know what makes it even worse? Zulu Nation is calling at least one of the accusers a liar and a government paid police informant. <laughs> right. You know, so if you, you know, I love it. If you know, if you really believe Black Lives Matter, you need to stand up for this. How you not? How you not? Oh Jesus! And then to say, and oh John Sebastian, you know better. Straight uh, or, or uh, um, heterosexual cisgender Black Lives Matter. Oh, of mm. course. Mm. No, 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 no. I mean, let's heterosexual let's be cisgender Black male lives matter uh yes sorry about that my bad that's quite all right darling let's get it straight i'm just i'm just so disgusted you know and i'm and just so you know i love the song planet raw that was my shit Mm -hmm. and you know i can't listen to it now because it's just Somebody, somebody, take a Louisville slugger at that bastard's knees. Just one good swing. And I'm not, you know, I'm not one who actually uh, advocates violence. But in this case, if you are the spiritual leader of an organization, you don't take advantage. You there are two things you don't fuck with. You don't fuck with the money, and you don't fuck with the miners. Right. It's just you don't do that. There's not much that makes me want to hurt people. Sexually abusing children falls into that category. Right. I'm there. I'm right there um, with you. You know, it's 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 as much or more. So you know, I I hold the the organization even more at fault because there is no way that a bunch of people didn't know about this. Right. And, yeah. And, um, you know, you could even say that this one individual has some sort of a defect or deficiency or something, but these other people don't have a defect or deficiency. They just have a perceived or, or maybe even actual sense of power and, you know, position that they're trying to protect. And the lives of a few young boys mean nothing. Uh, in the face of that, of course not. Correct. You're correct. You know, we protect the leader at all costs. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> oh, Jesus. I just. Uh, yeah. Sorry. It just pissed me off. Listen, okay. I mean, we, I, I agree with you, so I think we're on the same page. All right. All right. Well, now uh, it's time to uh, take a, t- a deeper dive into some hot topics. Uh, are you ready for some good news? Always. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> so on Monday, uh, the Attorney General of the United States, Loretta Lynch, said the following. Let me also speak directly to the transgender community itself. Some of you have lived freely for decades. Others of you are still wondering how you can possibly live the lives you were born to lead. 
But no matter how isolated or scared you may feel today, the Department of Justice and the entire Obama administration wants you to know that we see you, we stand with you, and we will do everything we can to protect you going forward. Please know that history is on your side. This country was founded on a promise of equal rights for all, and we have always managed to move closer to that promise, little by little, one day at a time. It may not be easy, but we'll get there together. Those were comments that were made as the Department of Justice brought suit against North Carolina um, in response to their bathroom bill, which is what is this, HB2? HB2, yes. Mm, yeah. Uh, so the people, you know, people, you know, we, we've seen some incredible changes over these past eight years that, you know, frankly, as much as I am all in for Hillary, I, you know, Hillary is too much of a political animal and too, um, too whatever to be really, to, I don't think this would ever happen. Well, you know what? I, I don't even want to say that because this didn't happen mm -hmm. in the first days of the Obama administration. It happened in the last days. So, I mean, thank you. You know, let's not right. let's keep it cute. You know, let's not act like all of a sudden everything is fab. Right. So, but my point is, is that, you know, the, you know, um, Obama administration is taking a stand and standing with uh a community who has felt left out of the American dream in so many ways and is being you know one can make an argument that they are being actively oppressed yes for, yes. for so long um you know let's we have to remember that uh, we, we say this often and again this just proves it we, folks talk about you know how Obama is the president is playing chess, literally grandmaster level. Chess. He is playing IBM blue level chess <laughs> and beating the computer. Where the rest of these folks are, they ain't even playing tiddlywinks at this point. Um, I, I think they just uh, just playing in dirt. They making mud pies. Um, he was he was smart in how he did this. Once he once he won the second term, all bets was off, and right. you got and, and now that we're in the final days of his presidency, we are seeing the I don't give a fuck, and I'm gonna do what I said I was going to do, starting to happen. Mm. What pisses me off though is those people who say it took too long. If he had done this in the first term, he wouldn't have gotten elected to the second term pragmatic mm. and not not just pragmatic but literally just um, that is master level skill and and planning and 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 there's a word i'm looking for my brain has just frozen uh <laughs> strategy he that is mm. master strategy 101 you know you can't i I was one of those people who said he should do more faster. I did. I, I am not going to lie. And once he won his second term, he was like, you know what? I believe in marriage equality. Boom. 
what you gonna do, impeach me? Mm. And this, you know, <laughs> and he's done more and more progressively, progressive things. This has to be the icing on the cake. You know, the fact that the, the Attorney General of the United States of America stood up and said, transgender citizens, we see, we you. see you. We stand with you. That, this has more, I, I, for me, this resonated, uh, this was an almost I have a dream speech moment. The fact that the and, and I mean, the highest ranking law of law enforcement official in the United States of America stood up and said, "Sexual minorities, we stand with you." I, wh where do you go from there? <laughs> right. Oh. Ooh. Well. Bravo to Loretta Lynch. Right. Bravo to Loretta Lynch and bravo to the Obama administration. Absolutely. How far have we come that you know, we can talk about embracing transgender people when a Surgeon General of the United States was fired for saying masturbation is okay? Thank you. In right. our, and remember, this is in our lifetime. This has been right. in our as a matter of fact, this has been since we were adults. Mm. So, you know, this didn't happen. You know, this wasn't in the Carter administration in the seventies. This happened in in the nineteen. Jocelyn Elders was in the nineteen nineties. You know, oh my God, this country has a long way to go. You know, especially in terms of sexual minorities and their rights. Uh, but we've come so far in such a short span of time. Mm. Um, I've studied this, and I can. Um, I, I've studied this <laughs> just <laughs> as a phenomena, and and the fact. Just remember that within our lifetime, it was illegal to be gay. Within our lifetime, within the last mm. 20 years, the Supreme Court just said that people have a right to have homosexual sex in their bedrooms. You know, with I mean, we it has it has not been that long ago that gay equaled getting fired from your government job. We have come so fucking far. Right, and we haven't come far enough because in I think twenty seven states you can still get fired for being gay. Right, you know, within you know it, it you know we got states passing bathroom bills and 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 trying to under you know we have judges we have state. But, you know, we have Supreme Court state judges or state Supreme Court judges, there it is, saying that it is acceptable to ignore a ruling from the United States Supreme Court. Right. If it has to do with sexual orientation. We, we have that coming. You know, this I said something on Facebook this within the past couple of days. 
and I said, you know, when people fear you, they attack you. And I'm gonna I'm gonna add an addendum to that. When they feel like they can't control you, then they start to fight you. Oh, absolutely. And they will lose. And they are going to lose because the genie is out of the bottle. And unlike Plessy versus Ferguson back in 1896, there is no logical way that the Supreme Court can say, oh, we're going to say that the LGBTQIA community are not full citizens and we should take back rights from them. You, that, with the exception of, pers- uh, of Plessy v. Ferguson, there's never been a time in this country when civil rights have been taken away from a group of people after they've been um, issued. And the fact that we are voting on, and, and the fact that we are voting on people's civil rights ought to give people pause in itself. Doesn't matter who it is. The fact that we are saying that we have to vote on whether people should have civil rights. <laughs> well, because the people that want to, you know, yeah, it, no, it doesn't give people pause because most of the people who are voting on it already have their rights, so they don't really give a fuck. Which is why I'm saying if you, but other folks who are voting for this, are people who have been in a position where their civil rights have not been granted. That's what I'm talking about. Well, you know, no one said that people were logical and consistent. Or smart. (laughs) (laughs) Or just smart. Or smart. True that. I didn't mean to take up so much time, but it's just, this is one of those things that I fight for. You know, I I don't just talk this. I I walk this. I live this. So, God, mm-hmm. I'm not. Well, gonna cry. you know what? Thank God for uh for uh Barack Obama. You know, I was not even prepared for where we would be here um be in this country you know from where we started in 2008 i firmly believe that we would not have had uh we wouldn't be coming up on the one year anniversary of marriage equality if not for barack obama i firmly believe that so when people try to say that you know the president doesn't have any power i mean in a balanced system, he's—I mean—he doesn't have the power of an absolute ruler, but what he does have is the power of the bully pulpit and to shape and inform opinion. And you know, if the president says that he doesn't have a problem with gay people, uh, then you know, I think a lot of other, that goes a long way to a, for, to a lot of other people saying the same thing. It's just like when. Eisenhower uh, desegregated the. It was Eisenhower that desegregated yeah. the. Yeah, that desegregated that the military. You know. Yes. You are. But uh, you know, let's move on to something a little bit more menacing, Legionnaire. Yes, on an article on Gizmodo.com, 
Um, we hear that former face workers have stated that they routinely suppressed conservative news. Uh, Facebook workers routinely suppress news stories of interest to conservative readers from the social network's influential trending news section, according to a former journalist who worked on the project. This individual says that workers prevented stories about the right-wing CPAC gathering, Mitt Romney, Rand Paul, and other conservative topics from appearing in the highly influential section, even though they were organically trending among the site's users. Several former, excuse me, several former Facebook news curators, as they were known internally, also told Gizmodo that they were instructed to artificially inject selected stories into the trending news module, even if they weren't popular enough to warrant inclusion, or in some cases weren't trending at all. The former curators, all of whom worked as contractors, also said that they were directed not to include news about Facebook itself in the trending module. In other words, Facebook news, Facebook's news section operates like a traditional newsroom, reflect, reflecting the biases of its workers and the institutional imperatives of the corporation, imposing human editorial values onto the list of topics and algorithm spits out is by no means a bad thing, but it is in stark contrast to the company's claims that the trending module simply lists topics that have recently become popular on Facebook. These new allegations emerged after Gizmodo last week revealed details about the inner workings of Facebook's trending news team, a small group of young journalists, primarily educated at Ivy League or private East Coast universities, who curate the trending, quote unquote, module on the upper right hand corner of the site. As reported last week, curators have access to a ranked list of trending topics surfaced by Facebook's algorithm, which prioritizes the stories that should be shown to Facebook users in the trending section. The curators write the headlines and summarize and summaries of each topic and include links to news sites. The section, which launched in 2014, constitutes some of the most powerful real estate on the Internet and helped dictate what news Facebook's, Facebook's users, 167 million in the U.S. alone, are reading at any given moment. And it kind of go on, goes on to talk about this, this thing that they're doing. Um, so what what do we think about that? <clears throat> well, I don't care because Facebook is a privately owned well is a is a company that can do on its website what it wants to do. It is not a government news site. It doesn't it doesn't lend itself out to be a a new site. Um, it doesn't lend itself out to be impartial. So, you know, I'm, it doesn't matter to me. It, I know what to look. If I want to know what's trending in news, I can look for myself. Additionally, you know, if people don't want a liberal um, and I'm, gonna, I'm using liberal specifically for this reason, for, in this conversation, as a contrast. If people don't want the liberal skew that Facebook gives, then go form something of your own. They tried that. It was called Reagan Book, and it <laughs> failed miserably. <laughs> so you don't like what Facebook is doing? Get off of it. Go form your own. Go form Reagan book. Go form Conserva book. 
Go read a book. Some shit. Mm. Two words, I'm done. <laughs> oh. Mr. Moderator. I'm searching for fucks. <laughs> wow. Okay. And I mean, I see one within reach. It really okay. is okay. within reach. Because, um, you know, I, I mean, so the fuck is, you know, I can't quite touch the fuck because again, this is a, um, I'd have to look into the law to see about, you know, it's like why you can't, you know, why censorship of, of the news is taken, well, at least a little bit seriously. It's, I won't say it's taken super seriously. But, you know, Facebook is a place where people do get their news, but I mean, it is completely uh, optional. So, what can you do? So, I hmm. think that fuck is going to remain just out of reach from a legal standpoint, meaning that I don't know that there's anything that the government can do because the government can't compel Facebook to do anything because it's a site that no one pays for. At least none of the users, none of the users pay for it. Um, even if some of the companies that advertise on it do. So you know, it's completely optional whether you partake of any of the information that's on it. And if you are forming your opinion about the world based on what is or is not on Facebook, then, you know, you've got a whole different set of issues that I think you need to address in your life that you need to get together. Yesterday. So. Yep, I would have to agree. I mean, I, there are things that I see that are quote unquote trending on Facebook that I'll occasionally click on, find an interest in, but that's not where I get my news. I mean, Facebook is not in and of itself a I not only want to, I don't even know if I want to say credible or legitimate because those are not quite the words I'm looking for, but it's certainly not the most uh, the most known place for me to go and get my news. So if I really want to go and get real news, then there are places to go where you can see, you know, real news. I mean, these links that they, the links that they have will hook you to the real stories. So, right. You know, it's, it's, it's not as if, it's not as if these folks are, are making up stories to place in their trending topics. They're just arbitrarily deciding what's going to be trending on their site so that's i'm like okay whatever because i know that if i want to see the news or or read different things i know that there are more resources out there than facebook facebook is at best an amalgamator of information Right. And, you know, it's a free amalgamator of information. 
Now, there may be some requirement because it uses, you know, the public. I don't know if the Internet is, cons you know, the sort of infrastructure that, you know, is maintained by this country is considered in the same way that the airwaves are. And so, therefore, since it's like a public thing, you know, you have to give equal access. But I don't think that those... Um, those requirements apply to Facebook. And as long as a requirement for equal access does not exist for Facebook the same way that broadcast that it does for broadcast, and I'm including cable news, um, mm -hmm. you know, then I, I don't really know that uh, anything can be done. And even if the, that requirement does, I would think that Facebook falls under the category of entertainment, which means that they then it's abs under absolutely no requirement to be to use uh, some uh, um, an oxymoron from a place that isn't this thing fair and balanced. You know, Facebook right. is entertainment. Right. That it contains right. some kernel of real news is the same as Comedy Central. I mean, The Daily Show was entertainment. That it also contains factual information is you know beside the point. Right. That was just crazy. Well, see, and and, right. and to add to that point, and to add to that point, um, because Facebook is, you know, if if we're going to, even if it were a, if, if Facebook were the the broadcasting entity for news, it might have a fair, and it might have to participate in the Fair Reporting Act, um, but. I don't see that. Additionally, because it is a private site that it really has, mm -hmm. you know, it's not a new site. It doesn't mm -hmm. it doesn't lend itself to be a new site. It doesn't, you know, it says it is a social networking site. You know, Fox News and I'm calling them out by name says that they, you know, they are a news organization. Wink wink asterisk, but we really aren't we're just entertainment. And so if they are under no no compelling interest to be impartial, why should an entertain an, a a non-centralized entertainment entity be you know why is this even an issue? Why you know you don't like and mm -hmm. I go back to if you don't like the liberal stance that Facebook takes on shit and just so that we're clear, more it's a Facebook's a lot more conservative than people give it credit for. Or at least there are a whole lot more conservative people on Facebook than they give credit for. If you don't like it, go to Reagan book. Oh wait, it flopped. You know, get get your conservative folks to create this stuff. But you can't because, well, the progressives are the ones who are smart enough to do this. Sorry, and that's kind of tacky and rude, but it's true. Mm. That it is. Stop me fuck them. Fuck them in the pussy. Uh, and speaking of fuck them, um, <laughs> John Sebastian, let's talk about uh, the aftermath of that massacre at uh, Ebenezer AME or Emmanuel AME in South Carolina. Right. Um, so Mother Emanuel Church, uh, many of our listeners will remember, was was shot up um, last June. Nine people 
nine African Americans were slaughtered um, in what are termed as racially motivated killings. And out and, and the church has distributed approximately $1.5 million in donations to family members of the victims. Uh, according to the Associated Press, the Post and Courier of Charleston reported that Emanuel AME Church said it kept about $1.8 million in donations for building maintenance and endowment and a scholarship fund. This money was all donated to the church in the months after the shootings last in, in June of 2015. Church leaders say that only $280,000 worth of donations were specified for the victims' families, but the church decided to add more than $1 million to those gifts. An additional $78,000 specified for the city's, city of Charleston's Hope Fund will be distributed according to the church's lawyer. Now, some um, of the members of the, the slain church fam of, of the slain church members are upset. Um, it, according to the Reverend Sharon Risher, whose mother, um, the seventy-year-old Ethel Lance, who was killed, said, "It's just sad how the church continues to disrespect the families." Um, the, so, the Charleston Post and Courier reported that the families, the, the victims' family members and survivors, received certified mail this week with checks and form letters from the church. The letter said this sum represents the distribution to you of a percentage of the total amount of funds calculated upon the basis of the number of immediate family members of the Emanuel nine victims and survivors. The letters did not provide details about how much money the church received or how it decided to divide the donations. Um, uh, another another family victims lawyers nothing personal about it at all um, so the church's lawyer uh, Mr. Johnson said that the church used roughly the same formula the city used to disperse the hope fund but also included additional family members in an effort to broaden the reach of the donations and in recognition of the church's pastoral outreach the Hope Fund formula divided 55% of the donations equally among the nine victims' beneficiaries, 25% among the five shooting survivors, 10% among the children of those killed, 5% to education expenses, and 5% to a special needs account. There have been two distributions from the Hope Fund, the first for $2.5 million and the second for $600,000, and a third and smaller distribution is expected, according to the newspaper. After the killings, thousands of contributions poured in from around the world, much of it going directly to the church. The city established the Hope Fund to help distribute the contributions it received. Um, initially, originally, Emmanuel officials planned to send the donations to the Hope Fund, but city lawyers declined to accept the donations because of a pending lawsuit and other questions raised about the church's leadership handling of the donations. A judge's order had prevented Emmanuel from disbursing donations until a few weeks ago when a lawsuit against the church brought by the husband of victim Cynthia Graham Hurd was dismissed. Arthur Hurd, her widower, filed the lawsuit last fall seeking an accounting of the donations after lawyers for the families accused the church of not being transparent. <clears throat> so what do you think about this? Legionnaire? I call shenanigans. Shenanigans. Um, 
I'm speechless. I, I am just speechless. I, I wish I could say that su- this kind of thing surprises me, but it doesn't. I just think that it's it's. Um, I just think it's it's sad that it just wasn't you know set set out to do the right thing from the outset. Okay. You know, and and it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm, I'm, I have to I have to gather more thoughts. Okay, okay. Dominion. Uh, it's interesting to me because you know we talked. Me and some of my fraternity brothers talked about this this morning, or at least I thought we was because we were. Because last night, one of them posted, you know, this article and asked, "Was it true?" And I was like, "Well, it's being reported by several sources," and. One of my fraternity brothers, actually my best friend from college, who is the pastor of an AME church uh, in Alabama, who is also from Charleston, South Carolina. So he is, you know, intimately familiar. I don't know if this is actually the church that he grew up in. Uh, Emmanuel isn't in Mount Pleasant, is it? No. Okay, well, it's it's in Charleston. Yeah, it's in downtown Charleston. It's on the waterfront. Right. So he's, he's, he, he is very aware of it. He's, he said that he was upset uh, over it, but not for the reason that everyone's thinking. And then, what did I say? I said something about... Um, come on now. I said... Oh, he said he's not at all disturbed... Uh, his words were, this story infuriates me, but not for the reason that everyone else is exercised about. I'm not at all disturbed by the church retaining those funds. Nine people died, but the entire congregation has PTSD or worse. Choosing to retain a portion of those funds for the long-term health of the congregation is the right choice. And I said, I disagree entirely, especially since 1.8 million has been kept for building maintenance and scholarships. It looks like a money grab to me. I could buy your argument if the money actually went to fund mental health services or something to that effect. And um, I actually said, oh, okay, so let me just finish. And he says, you see what you want to see. And I said, well, what should I be saying? Because I respect this person like very few others. You know, so I was like, okay, and I'm open. When I respect you, I'm open that your opinion may be right, and I'm completely wrong, especially since I'm not on the inside of it, and I feel like, though, you know, any most things involving churches and money is foolishness. Hmm. He says, and I said, so what should I be seeing? And he says, you believe what white people write, and I'm like, my my response, you can see my face through the radio, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, okay. And then I said, I am to, it's so funny, Legionnaire, you said what you said. I said, I am making an official declaration of shenanigans. (laughs) And then he says he was too, uh, uh, he was too connected to the issue to discuss it objectively so peace and i just haven't had 
He didn't respond. He actually did not say anything the rest of the day. And I said, the church is suggesting that since most of the donations did not specify that they should go to the families, that the church is free to do whatever they like with the money. While that will likely hold up in a court of law, it seems more than a little disingenuous. So I'm like, um, yeah, if you if if you just I mean, if you just send the money to the church, the church is so they're basically saying they're distributing the money and some other, you know, they're distributing everything where someone said in the letter, this is for the people that died or their families, along with the donation. And then some portion, somehow they figured out a formula. But the headline to me is that they're still keeping the majority of the money. And even if I accept my best friend's statement about, you know, the whole church having PTSD. Right. I mean, you know, if I donate, I don't if I send money, you know, to disaster relief, I don't have to be like this money is, you know, God forbid nothing happens in Chicago. But if if I send money to the relief fund for Chicago, I shouldn't have to say this money should go directly to the family of Legionnaire Onyx, you know, or whatever your real name is, you know, for it to be understood that the money is not to go to whoever I'm dis- it's not to support the agency that is distributing the fund, but for the actual victims of the fund. And while they may be tangential victims, those most directly affected are those who lost a son, a daughter, right. a grandmother, a grandfather, a sister, a brother, not other people who went to the church. While I do reckon, do recognize that they have something, it ain't the same. And especially since the money isn't even going to like start a mental health service fund. So everybody who wants to can come in on Saturday and get, you know, mental health counseling or whatever. Right. So that's what I think about that. (sighs) Mm -hmm. I'm in the middle. Mm. I'm in the middle on this. Um, Partially because so I, I had to the initial link that I got from the art for, for, for this, I, I threw away because the mm-hmm. site that it came from is so it is, is a the Daily Mail. Yeah, I don't trust the Daily Mail. So I, I went actually to uh, Associated Press, who I trust a little mm-hmm. more. I know mm-hmm. a couple of I know a couple of reporters for AP um, and I have a long so I have a long association with AP. Um, so I'm in the middle about this because um, a couple things happened. Um, they, you know, $280,000 came in specifically specified for the victims. They, so, you know, and the church added a million dollars to those gifts. And not only did they add a million dollars, they didn't, and see, I, I think the formula as to who they gave money to is a little bit hinky. You know, 55% of the donations are divided equally among the nine victims, beneficiaries. An additional 10% among children of those killed. I got a problem right there. Mm. So 
the nine victims beneficiaries don't include the children of those killed. So right. So okay. Right. So who you know this additional ten percent that's being given out? Um, it sounds like some as someone who does church leadership, and I've done church leadership for a while. Um, I can t- what this sounds like to me is somebody's child who ain't been to the church in 27 years really ain't been in touch with their mama in 23 called up and said my mama was one of the ones who died I should be getting something out of this Mm. so Mm -hmm. let's you know people are known for trying to make a buck off of a tragedy Um, I really don't want to say that that is happening here but when I see 55% of donations were divided equally among the nine victims' beneficiaries and an additional 10% among children of those killed. That's a flag for me. Okay. Uh, 5% to education expenses, 5% to a special needs account. That's one thing. Part two of that is um, Mother Emanuel is a historic landmark in Charleston. Now, I don't think that they should be using this, this tragedy as a manner of raising money for their building fund, but I can see, and I don't, I can't see them keeping $1.8 million of this for the building. I think that, you know, I think that that is wrong. I do think, however, that there are, that, you know, whatever repairs need to happen to the physical plant, they should happen. I would, you know, you don't need, this was not an event where you can build up your reserves, but the church was shot up. You know, there's some things that need to happen. And Dominion, you said it best. If they were taking some of the funds aside to establish a mental health fund, a PTSD counseling program, I would be like, good. That's not what I'm seeing. But, the you know, the fact that they're doing building maintenance and, endow- and an endowment, that's a little problematic for me. Um, the scholarship fund, I can see that because what they're going to do is they're going to name it the... Mother Emanuel 9, you know, fund so that future students can go to school, you know, and, and honor the memory of those who were slain. I, I ain't got no problem with that. My problem is, however, with the building maintenance and the endowment. That, for me, if I were the pastor, if I were on the trustee board at Emanuel, I would not be going for that. I, I feel like the trustee board is the ones who approved it. So, you know, that's what the AME church. No, no, no. Nothing happened that the board don't know about. No, I, I, what I, you, I think you missed what I said. If I were on the trustee board, I would not have, I would have voted against us keeping that oh, much okay. money. Mm-hmm. I would not have gone for this because it, it gives a bad name to the black church. It gives a bad name to, to Emmanuel. And I'm I mean, not. I can actually see a little bit of what you're saying in terms of the building fund because yeah if there were physical um things that needed to be done to the church i mean i can kind of see it but kind of not because if it's a historic i mean you know because then you get into a line between you know so let's assume he shut up all of the pews you know so are you just going to replace a couple of pews and then the, the new pews don't look like the old pews? 
because you know replacing the few pews is like 50 grand but if you need to replace all the pews and have them match that's like a five hundred thousand dollar uh activity you know so then you get into this fine line of you know whatever so i don't know i just think that if i had given my money to this tragedy i would expect it would have gone to uh every dime of the money would have gone to the family minus whatever it costs because clearly this isn't something that you know pastor so-and-so can do unless he's a lawyer and even then i wouldn't do it because he's too close to it but if i would i would expect that if they raise three million dollars they should distribute three million dollars minus whatever attorney's fees are to administer the distribution of the money and i think that's probably what most people would expect would have been done with the money um because everything else just looks bad even if they do need repairs to uh all of this other stuff you know no one's it, it, it in in light of you know Creflo Dollar trying to get twenty you know sixty two million dollar planes and stuff, it looks like people you know like you're taking advantage of the tragedy of uh, these people's family. And you know, frankly, if 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 Tay Tay hasn't been in contact with his mama for twenty years, that's not your concern. Tay Tay, Tay Tay, this man, <laughs> this dude. Was big listen, we're gonna continue it. Big Mama had five children and Big Mama was killed. All of Big Mama's children get an equal share. Regardless, I mean, the fact you're not there, you're not family court. It's not the responsibility to talk about who did and didn't come to church or who is and is not closely tied to their parents. If he is a blood relative listed as next of kin, and next of kin meaning you know your children and/or your spouse. Mm-hmm. Then they should get a share, and that's that. But no, no, no. And I, I'm with you on that. There is something hinky going on, though, because the ben, the the ben, how did they say it? The direct. If those children would have been in the initial distribution, right? Because mm-hmm. that's, so that's what I was that there is, The fact that there is a second distribution going on. Something is, is something. There's a piece of the story that's not being told, right? Because if there's if there's already if there's already going to be something that's going to be sent to the families of those people, then why aren't the children? Why are the children? Why is there a separate endowment that's going to be created for the children if the children are part of the families? Thank you. That just yeah that that just smacks of that's something. That's it's like, it's like right. It's like okay. Well, now you're using this this so-called additional funding for something that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Right. Again, so like it I said, like, so it, it ends up looking like it's a cover for something else. That's exactly what. Uh, that's what I'm saying. The fact that the Hope Fund formula divided 55 percent of the donations equally among the nine victims' beneficiaries. 10% and then 10% among children of those killed. So if you know what it sounds like is for 
it sounds like there's a two-tier distribution system of who got money from this this tragedy. Um, if you happen to have minor children, you know, if you happen to have a wife or my and, and or minor children, you are in the first class. And then if you happen to be in the second class, you know, if you if you're 50 and your big mama is 72 and she got killed, you're right. in the second class. So it's something is not liars figure figures don't lie these something in these figures is just not adding up for me right and again even if all of that is true or whatever this distribution is i feel like at the end of this there should have only been like you know even if we say that it costs a hundred thousand dollars to administer this 2.9 million is what should have been distributed well if it's 3.3 so 3.2 million dollars it should have been what is distributed but also and then if they want to have a building fund campaign then i mean clearly they can raise money off of this because people are going to send money specifically because our church was all shot up but to take the money out of the fund and just assume that people would be cool with that i wouldn't be i'd in fact be quite pissed if i had donated money to find out that even a dime of it was going to make church repairs or to do anything other than soothe the needs of the children and the spouses who no longer have their spouse or their mother or grandmother or grandfather or father and see, I, so and i guess for me the fact that you know people expect to be reimbursed because their loved one was killed you know, well, that's tacky to begin with. Yes. Well, yeah. So, so let's start there. You know, uh, yes. so Reverend Clemente Pinckney had a wife and two children, and he was a state senator. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they didn't have life insurance because he was a state employee. He was the pastor of the church. I can tell you with certainty, certainty, that the church had a policy on him. Not only did the church have a policy on him, the church had a policy on him for his family. That's standard operating procedure. So the fact that that happened and she's going to get an additional, you know, $200,000, that's, you know, it's like, okay, you were making a profit off this. I'm sorry that this happened. And I'm not saying that Emmanuel is in the clear on this, but I am saying that I just hope that people, you know, that people are not thinking that people should get a payoff or a windfall because of a of a tragedy. Well, That's kind yes, of I, I always think that's terrible anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so, but um, yeah, yeah this is, and, and, you know, they wanted, they didn't want to give the law lawyers any money. They wanted the city to administer this. Hmm. Of the course. City, no, you know, they wanted they, they, the manual officials initially planned to send donations to the Hope Fund, but city lawyers declined to accept the donations because of a pending lawsuit. Okay, you know, one of the husbands decided that he didn't like the way that the numbers were going, so he sued, and his suit was dismissed. See, see why we always got to act a fool when it comes to money and death? Right. It's all too trifling and confused. Right. As old Mister said, "You know what you need. You need your wife, a young gal. Get in here, cook and clean." Oh, sorry. You know I love old Mister. Right. Who I love, old Mister. Mm. Yes. Oh, well. So that's that. I'm. 
pretty sure this isn't the end of end of this story. No. So what do we say with uh with Prince? Nothing makes people act, you know, crazier than the possibility of getting their hands on some money that they did not have to earn. Even when it comes at the cost of someone's death. Right. You're going to give me my money. Shit. Right. Right. Uh, My mama was killed. You're going to give me my money. Motherfucker. Really? Okay. I will give you as much as you need to bury her. Right. And I'll give you that in five Right. Now, if you, if, if, you know, now the difference is, like you say, if you have minor, if you have minor children, then that's different because, you know, now your source of everything is gone. Or half of your source of everything. You are grown and you're. I'm sorry if your mother dies or your father dies or your grandmother or whatever, but you are an adult. You get as I feel like you get as much as it takes to bury bury your relative, and that's it. Not even a single dime more. Hmm. Mm. But that's just me. I'm with you. I can understand that. NT Snoots, that was hot topics. I feel like that was pretty hot. Child, it that was, was. Right. <laughs> it was. It was indeed. Hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And guess what time it is? What time it, is it? What time it be? It's time for your favorite segment in mine, the hot tea speed round. Yes, yes. dog. Yes. yes. So uh you know what you know. she's back. She's oh. back. Oh, Lord. Mediaite.com reports that rapper who said Sarah Palin should be gang raped endorses Donald Trump. That's right. Mm. Online with uh. Azalea Banks on Saturday endorsed Donald Trump. She says, I really want Donald Trump to win the election. Everything I predicted is happening. I told you guys Bernie Sanders didn't have the clout. I told you he wasn't going to be the nominee. Hillary has been groomed for the president. She's another one of the establishment's robots here to carry out an agenda. Trump's it, Trump is an asshole, but he's not been groomed and programmed on some M-Cultra trip to do and say what the establishment wants him to. Blah, 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 yada, 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 blah, 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 words, 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 stupid, 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 stupid foolishness. Blah, blah, blah. Leave it there. What's your thoughts? Once again, she is bringing negative attention to herself. Sad, sad, sad. Uh, yeah, I just, I really, you know, I kind of feel like we might need to do like the same thing Access Hollywood did a couple of years ago and declare the whole show 
when they declared um, a no Paris Hilton zone. <laughs> I feel like we might be on the verge of a no Azalea zone because she, I just feel like every time we mention her name, you know, like, you know, someone, uh, an angel gets stabbed in the cooter. <laughs> <laughs> I try to just like Ooh. let's not even talk about this bitch anymore because we I mean but on the, on the other hand it's so entertaining because it's so ridiculous yes exactly and it's like oh, you know we're taking oh. it funny but like some people are like really I kind of like want to just like go and tweet her to have her say something crazy so I can get into like a twitter battle with her <laughs> exactly it's like okay you really want to go through life being known as this stupid woman how how ridiculous is that yeah <laughs> it's like every everything you say creates the opportunity for you be, to be taken less and less seriously right oh. and while I want to do that I also don't want to do that because that is the very definition of a troll and I hate trolls <laughs> I like troll dolls, but I hate trolls. I like troll dolls too, but you know, people who purposely say ridiculous things, I mean, she's already a troll. And then if I responded to her, then I would be perpetuating foolishness and you know, just like the same way I don't get um, like when people say you know, ridiculous and provocative stuff on Facebook, I'm like, eh, whatever. Mm. Child, your opinion don't put no food on my table, so. And you can keep your dumb ass doing whatever it is you want to do. I'm going to keep on making money and being smart. So there you go. Bye, girl. How about that? Well, I'll, I'll wait for her to cast an actual period blood spell and see if it actually works or does anything. Right. Well, if she's stabbing angels in the cooter, if, <laughs> if she's stabbing angels in the cooter, I can see where she's going to get the blood. Ugh, nasty. Ugh. Well, you know what? Since we're here, and since Azalea is uh, such a um, lady model tweeter, uh, such a man. Do you say such a man? Uh, I just said such a lady. I thought you said such a man. <laughs> Once again, Azalea has graced us with a rant, and this time, she was completely gathered. Honey! All the way together. (laughs) By one 14-year-old Sky Jackson. Now, I've never heard of her. Uh, Boy, have you heard of Sky Jackson? No. Some Disney chick, I don't know. Look like, uh, looks like, uh, she kind of looks like a young Diana Ross in this picture. Mm. But without further ado, I have to ask my princess. I'm sure she'll know exactly who she is. How about Azalea Banks got her ass handed to her by somebody with a bedtime? Right. (laughs) Somebody who can't even go to an R-rated movie. Without preamble, without further preamble, it is time for another episode of. Master Queer Theater.
Yeah! Brothers! Brothers, yes, brothers. Yes. This is a special edition. A special edition of Master Queer Theater brought to you by the letters G A T H E R. <laughs> Playing Bravo. the role, reprising his Academy Award winning, Tony Award winning. Alma winning NAACP Image Award winning um, SP Award winning <laughs> I Heart Music Award winning <laughs> Academy of Country Music Award winning Soul Train Award winning <laughs> BET Honors Award winning <laughs> BET Hip Hop Honors winning, <laughs> Grammy winning, American Music Award winning. Yes. Billboard. And Don't get Billboard. Billboard Come Award on. winning, and Nickelodeon Kids Choice Award winning role as oh, Azalea Banks, John Sebastian. Thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you. It is so, it is so thrilling to be back with you once again. Yes. Paired with Mr. Sebastian, a newcomer to the role of Sky Jackson, you'll know him from his role on Cagney and Lacey. <laughs> L.A. Law. La Law. MASH. Damn. And his special guest starring role on Maud, <laughs> Legionnaire Onyx. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. Oh. <sighs> Maud. Gentlemen, <laughs> are you ready? Yes, would you I step this up for us, please? The scene. Azalea said the wrong shit to the wrong person in response to a rant about Zayn Malik, a member of some group called One Direction. Gentlemen, if you are ready, the floor is yours. What isn't a reach is that a four-track EP scored high on Metacritic in your de debut album. At Zayn Malik, LOL, you are the only Packy in the group and you knew you were there for a reason. At Zayn Malik, you are only a part of 1D to draw Brown attention. You are and always will be a token to the UK. At Zayn Malik, LOL, you a bitch nigga for even responding like that. Keep sucking this young Rapunzel dick, you Harry Curry sitting bitch. At Zayn Malik, I'm gonna start calling you Punjab, you dirty bitch. At Zayn Malik, you a dick rider for real, for real. Ride this dick till the wheels fall off, Punjab. Token sand nigga powder. I was the least celebrated in the white boy group because I'm brown. 
And I went on for approximately 30 minutes. Mm. As Aaliyah Banks needs to simmer down a little. Hey, you need to grow some hips and start your menzies. Stay in a child's place. That's Azalea Banks. When a no-hip-having 14-year-old has more class than you, worry about your career. Get one. LOL, your mom's been pimping you out to Disney since you were a little girl. Let's see what you end up like at 21. Bye. At Azalea Banks, I had a career before Disney, and I'm sure I will after. And I know I won't turn out like you, bitter and miserable, Fix your life. At Azalea Banks, and I'm sure my mom did a way better job than yours did. You give black women a bad name. I'll be praying for you. Mwah. At Azalea Banks, you got dissed by a one direction. How miserable can your life be? Now have several seats, Azalea Stanks. At Azalea Banks, a meme with 2.3 million Instagram followers. My memes are more relevant than you. Now that's sad. Now bye. Twitter troll. At Azalea Banks, now that was corny. Go fix your edges before you come at me. Hashtag by now. Hide behind your weaves much? <laughs> at Azalea Banks, this wasted conversation is helping your career. Bye, honey. Mwah. At Azalea Banks, take your L like a champ. Peace. And see. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I see another Alba Award in your career, in your future, <laughs> John Sebastian. Thank yes, you. Yes. Thank you. And Legionnaire. Yes. Your read of Sky Jones as an alcoholic 14-year-old. <laughs> With the soul of a 65-year-old was flawless. Baby. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. Did she Honey. not drag that scalp all over New York City? <laughs> she dragged that bitch oh. from the original film. As she should have. As she should have, absolutely. You know. But damn. But for real, Azalea Banks, she is she needs some serious therapy. She does, cause she's way too angry, and you know she released you know one EP twenty two years ago, and she's keeping herself relevant by Twitter wars. Really, girl? Really, girl? For real? Okay, girl. And the kind of shit she's saying, I mean, it's just so inflammatory till it's just like, um, like if, if, I mean, she calls this man a packy and, you know, calls him a sand nigga and jab, talks about poon jab. jab and hot curry, what does he call him? A hairy curry scented bitch. I mean, you know, if and, and you know, she'd be the main one if some, you know, racist asshole, you know, referred to her as, you know, a black something. I can't even think of things that are as negative as she said about this person. For what? I mean, you know, it's completely unnecessary. And, you know, I'm just like, you know, girl, 
something is wrong with you. And one, here's what's gonna happen: is one day you gonna say the wrong shit to the wrong bitch, and they gonna kill you. Right. Right. Exactly. She's gonna get murked. Or they at least gonna try, cause you know they you gonna say the wrong shit to someone who isn't as famous as they want to be, and they're gonna realize they're not going to understand that you know you're just doing this for a little bit of attention and you may not even necessarily believe all of this shit that you're saying and they're going to take it seriously and they're going to find you on the way from your um you know from selling out the you know fast food counter at Ralph's and you know they're going to stab you right in the cooter in the cooter <laughs> right in the cooter right in the cooter the cooter not in the charcuterie but in the cooter mm. i can oh. do some charcuterie right now i am starving today uh, is my five calorie day and i'm like oh i can't take it so it, it appears that azalea couldn't leave well enough alone and as sky suggested would not take the L with dignity. John mm-hmm. Sebastian, if you're ready, the floor is Zane yours. I said what I said to Zane because I was angry. He felt as if he was too good to acknowledge me, yet not to copy, not too good to copy my creativity. I had to remind him that we're both in the same boat in this industry and people of color by reminding him that no matter what you may think of yourself, the world still sees you as other, as they see me. Sky Jackson's mom was on the internet tweeting for me, which is why I went in. I knew I knew it wasn't a 14-year-old on there. I wanted to tell her mother that she's doing the most to try and force this young girl out into the world by letting her, her wear weaves and take sexy insta pics and then her daughter was probably going to end up becoming a thought thought i'm sorry the time should be spent trying to hone in your daughter's artistic skills rather than try to force this over sexualized image of a little girl onto the public she's a little girl you must teach your your kids to stay in children's places because people are crazy me and women are crazy a man may a man my feel sexually attracted to your daughter and a woman might slap the shit out of me, your daughter. Lord have mercy. Not that I would slap her, but I'm obviously one of the crazies. Furthermore, Sky Jackson hasn't even entered the real world yet (laughs) where real black women get vilified for being just that, real and black and woman. And I felt that since she's a child, she had no place in that argument. Okay. Okay. All right. So here's the thing: when dumb people say shit, <laughs> you know how people say something ridiculous and then come back later with what is a fairly cogent explanation. You're like, but you didn't say any of that shit. That's not what you said. Shall I roll back the tape and say all of the ridiculousness <laughs> that you said? Because you don't say none of this. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. I got one more tweet I forgot to read. Oh, sorry. But obviously, I'm insanely fucking talented and have already lowered myself to the levels of people who don't deserve to share the same. Yeah, girl, you're untalented, but you don't have a record deal, so. Uh... 
about to that? There is that. Mm. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. But yeah, you know, none of that, that cogent, you know, fairly cogent shit that she said in this second series of tweets matches anything that she wrote or posted on Twitter. I mean, come on, girl. Just bye. Not a damn thing. And what makes her the arbiter? I mean, you know, if I agree, because, I mean, I don't know anything about this 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 girl but i mean you know maybe she is maybe she does have this over sexualized image or whatever and you know i can actually agree with her that you know why are you um why are you there was no good reason for sky to inject herself in this conversation so while people are eager to you know see Azalea taken down a notch, I think Azalea's right. This was adult business and you're a child. And furthermore, no one was talking to you. It would have been different if she had said that fucking Sky Jackson, but she didn't. She was talking to Zayn Malik, who was a cutie, by the way. And who she... I can agree to a point, but Let's look at what she said about Zayn Malik. Right. Right. You know, so all of her, that's a child, she should mind her business. All that is lost in the fact that she called another human. She she insulted someone by calling them, by, by first of all, by insulting their, their ethnicity. Then to call him a sand nigger and Punjab and to insinuate that because he might be from the Middle East, he stinks and smells of curry. No, I'm so, you know, Twitter is a public, public venue, and if you're gonna put yourself out there like that, you get what you get. And Sky ja- and and let's let's be honest, Sky Jackson knew what she was getting herself into. Right. She obviously she knew who Azalea Banks was. Mm-hmm. So I'm she, betting that she was on. She follows. Um, she follows Zayn Malik because you know One Direction and all of that shit. You know, I would bet that she probably doesn't follow Black uh, Black China, uh, Azalea Banks directly, right. and she just saw it because it was a conversation that Azalea and uh, Zayn were having. But well, still, it's none of her affair. I I don't know that I agree. Because okay. because because she posted it on on Twitter, it's not just a conversation between her and Zane. She's posting it for all those people that follow her and that follow Zane. So it's not like she was on the phone having a conversation with Zane Malik and inventing her frustration. She was posting it on social media, and posting it on social media makes it fodder for anybody who reads it. And anybody who reads it is going to be welcome, and she's going to invite those people to respond. So I, I, I don't agree that it with that it was something she should have stayed out of. Because if she felt a certain kind of way, then she should say so. And if Azalea didn't want to be attacked, then she should have kept her comments directly to Zane and off social media and address her concerns with him. And see, and see, the bad part about it is, yeah. we we read, we read Azalea and and Sky's uh, interaction, but Azalea says, "LOL, Zayn Malik is a faggot." Right. You know, I mean, at she Zayn was Malik's, horrible. 
still doesn't change the fact that your mother's a dirty refugee who won't be granted asylum. I'm, you know what? Yeah. I'm, done. Done. She, you know, and and honestly, Zayn Malik has taken the high road. And right, which is to not not even to engage this bitch. <laughs> right. Right. At all. It's like, okay, okay, huh. <laughs> I mean, Zayn basically is like, damn, why are you mad, bitch? Right. <laughs> he, kept it, right. he kept it moving. <laughs> I bet Zayn was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> Azalea Banks. Who the fuck is Azalea Banks? <laughs> right. He's like, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, darling. I can't hear you over the screams of the millions of teenage girls who follow me <laughs> and you know buy my record. So sorry, can't hear you. Right. I and, mean, and- his, his reply was perfect. I see you reaching, but I don't care. Right. <laughs> Don't need to say anything Drop else. The mic and keep going. Right. Like, Child right. by. But wait, wait. And well, then you know, she, lost, she lost a gig behind this. Mm. She has been barred from entering the United Kingdom because of this. Mm. Oh, well. So, so now. Not like she had, not like she had big, uh, a big concert tour happening, so. Well, whatever it was, it's now, you know, this is now costing her funds. Right. You know, so you have been, you have been, you have been, you know, uh, determined person non grata by the United Kingdom. Boo boo. That ain't going good for you. Right. Now now your big mouth is going to cost you some coins. How about that? And. That'll teach you to shut the fuck up. Mm hmm. And, and well, you know, this back to my whole problem with social media in the first place and why it took me so long to get a Twitter account. And even though I have a Twitter account, I barely use it because I'm like, why? Twitter is the equivalent, like I said, you know, of shouting in a room. Right. <laughs> really? And then you're like, then when people like this get in their feelings about what you said, I'm like, well, bitch, you shouted it in a room. <laughs> The fuck? I'm just supposed to pretend like you're not screaming. And, you know, you can just imagine that Azalea is the kind of person who screams at the top of their lungs. You are in my ear screaming at the top of your lungs. And I'm just supposed to pretend like I don't hear this shit. Right. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, we got two stories to get to real quick. Black China is pregnant with Rob Kardashian's baby. That's the story. Who cares? Do y'all care? I no, honey. That girl is. Do you she, care that she's, she's going she's, to change her name? This bitch is Angela trying to come up. Honey, this hoe is trying to come up. Do you, girl? Whatever. <laughs> she's changing her name, and not just changing her name, but trademarking her soon-to-be married name, Angela Renee Kardashian trademark. Why do you need to trademark that? Because, like, well, right. I guess you do because all these young queens out here going to start, you know, cause, you know, there's someone on my friends list on Facebook who calls his name, calls himself a Kardashian. I was like, oh, what the fuck? That's like these fools naming themselves Gotti or, you know, some other ridiculous. So I was like, you realize, you, you stupid motherfucker. That's all I can say. 
You dumb bitch. <laughs> so I guess maybe I guess maybe it is good that she's trademarking it. But other than that, I don't really care. But you know what's Rob, but you know what's hmm? nasty about this? What? The fact that her son, her three-year-old son, King Cairo, is a uh, is named uh, King Cairo. Left oh, beside that. Beside right. that is the fact that Tiger is his daddy, and Tiger is currently sleeping with who? Rob Kardashian's sister. Mm. Which is tacky, right there. That's no, that ain't tacky. That's nasty. It's like this is like General City. I was like, y'all can't find nobody else to fuck besides this people. So oh. Tiger was dating was dating black uh, black China. They had a son, then they broke up. Now she's dating Rob Kardashian, and, and he's dating uh, he Kendall. He's dating Tiger's dating uh, the Jenner chick Kendall that Jenner. wants to be a Kendra. Yeah, Kendall Kend- Kendra. That's my sister's name, Kendall oh. Jenner, and uh, her best friend, Black China's best friend, is Amber Rose. Who is the ex of oh, Kanye West? Uh, Kanye West, who's married to, to Kim Kardashian. Right. Just like, uh, it's all, as old Mr. said, is proven so true, is all too trifling and confused. And and just to, and just to clear it up just just a little bit, Ky- Tiger's actually dating um, Kylie, not Kylie. Kylie. Sorry. She dating one of those. Uh, one of those. Kylie, Kendall, Miss Mary, who gives a damn? <laughs> Mary Agnes, Mary, who gives a damn? Oh, let's not forget about Tokyo Tony. That's right. Oh, I will not be called so, Tokyo who Tony. Is Tokyo, who is Tokyo Tony? That's her mom. That's Black China's mama. <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> Dom is speechless. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm gonna need you to breathe. Uh, oh, you I know the worst part about all this stuff? They are from Washington, D.C. I'm sort of okay. <laughs> Tokyo Tony. So, what does she look like? I wonder. Uh, oh my god, how the hell? Tokyo Tony. Tokyo Tony. Shalana Jones Hunter is her Shalana Shalana Jones Hunter. Mm. Okay. Uh, all right, girl. Uh, Tokyo Tokyo Tony. It looks exactly like I would think Tokyo Tony would. <laughs> she does. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't. I. I if, if if someone said draw a picture just based on this name, <laughs> this is exactly the picture that I would think of when I think of the name Tokyo Tony. Tokyo Tony, in this picture that I'm looking at from Bossip, has it has inch long. Um, False eyelashes. I'm like, girl. So when you put on the false eyelashes, that's a start. 
you're supposed to trim them bitches down, see? You don't literally just put on the exact lash and leave it like that. With half of it hanging off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but wait, she's had wait a minute, she's had plastic surgery. Mm. And this is the, this is what she wanted to look like afterwards. <laughs> Later, a little surgery to enhance. Okay, full face changes. Try again. Mush mouths. Canteen move. They lips or face. I want to rearrange Kim face first. Fake ass South bucket ass bitch. She set it all up. If I ever see her, she better have security. <laughs> so at HollywoodLife.com. Oh. I just I, I went to look for a picture of Tokyo Tony, and this is back in February. Um, <laughs> she threatened Kim um, because wait a minute, what is it? Oh, a plastic surgery Kim has done. Um, the picture shows a strange doll. Let's just say that Tokyo Tony is crazier than cat piss. Well, she likes really? to fight. She likes to she fight. She looks like the kind of bitch that like to fight. She looks exactly like the kind of bitch <laughs> that carries around a pair of Adidas in her purse, in her bag, <laughs> just in case she got a fight. She carries around um, Vaseline. A vat of Vaseline. She has a couple of rubber bands that she can pull her ponytail back and wrap it up real quick just in case she needs to fight. She probably has uh, some mace, and not for protection, but for fighting. Uh, you know, and that's all. With, oh, Jesus you know what? Everyone is a child of God, but God bless her. God had a God love. Oh my God! She women. She told in 2013, Tokyo Tony uh, had a restraining order placed against her by her then husband, um, Marcellus Hunter. Shalana is violent when she's angry. She often tries to start a physical altercation. I have hundreds of texts. Texts, threats to come to my job and get me fired. Threats to crack my head open if I return to my home. Threats to leave me in a landfill. Mm. I want her out of my home. She's already cut up my clothes. They made up. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. I've never had to deal with this in real life, but if a bitch try to come in my house and fuck with anything that belongs to me, honey, they will end up broken on the ground out the window. Mm. I never understood that. I mean, the whole show with a shotgun, I mean, it's all over. But if you right. just, you know, if you just come and want to start fighting, I'm like, girl, I ain't fighting you. I'm telling you now, I'm at the top of the stairs. Don't come up at the top of the stairs because I'm just going to drop kick you right down the stairs and not even going to... And then I will let you lie there in agony for a good 20 minutes before I call the police. And then I'll be like, well, your body already fucked up, so I might as well kick you while you're on the ground. Your ass Oops. won't come back to my house no more. There you go. Okay, so... That's the best time to kick a bitch when they down. <laughs> Get in the cooler. Great. <laughs> Okay, so this is the funniest read I've heard in a long time. And then we're going to move on. Black China is known for twerking on dance poles. Kim K is known for mouth twerking on the Johnson pole. Ooh. <laughs> wow. That's what she said? No, it was that was a response from an article that I, I was reading. But even still, 
That's funny. Wow. All right, last story. On the on Dancing with the Stars, Team Bruno kills it with a quote risky same sex tango routine. And yes. I guess. I actually and I am not a, a Dancing with the Stars watcher, but I did catch I did actually watch the entire episode this week. And it really it was it was daring in the in the respect that they attempted to do something like this before and the network was like uh no but they created something they you know part of what they did this week was that um the actual um judges choreographed dances for two couples and bruno tognioli um you know got two different you know got his team together and decided to mix up his tango a little bit so that at one point during the routine the two women were dancing together and the two men danced together and it actually you know it would it would seem like a stunt on the face of it but it was actually really well choreographed and it was really it was a really hot scene so i i was, so it was I a well choreographed stunt yes it was a well choreographed stunt you know, because because clearly, you know, clearly he wanted to grab the audience with something, but you know, it didn't it didn't come off as just something cheap that was gonna you know titillate the audience. It was actually it actually played off really well, and and you know the judges scored a ten, scored them a ten, and America scored it a nine, and it was actually really cool. And I actually like um, I actually like Nile because he is. He is very impressive to watch him dance and learn all this stuff and not be able to hear. It's just, it was really, it's really fascinating to watch. And I think that's why I've caught the episodes that I've caught. Because even his first dance, they actually had a period of the routine where there was complete silence. Where he danced like a little solo with the with other dancers that were part of the routine, and that was and that was powerful. It was just like wow, because yeah, because because they because they really they wanted to create the sense of having the audience experience what he experiences when he's dancing, and it just it was it blew me away because it because again it sounds like just a gimmick, but then when it gets executed, it was like well damn you know and you really get a sense of how how hard he works to be a good dancer because he has to be able to feel the rhythm of the music he has to be able to you know use the count as opposed to you has he has to really focus on the count as opposed to the beat and all these other things he has to contend with you know when he can't hear music it's it was it was quite a moment it was quite a moment and like i said i'm not a huge fan of the show but it was really cool is he totally deaf? Yes. Oh, okay. Yep. You know, and, and the fact that he's lasted this long is just, it's incredible. Just goes to show you, you don't, you really don't have to let anything hold you back. All right. Well, okay. You know, not that I would tell people to, over, oh my God, go run out and watch Dancing with Stars, but I mean, it was, it was a great routine. It was a lot of fun, and um, like I said, it was, it was cool. 
Okay, well, good for them. <laughs> All right, kids. You know, I'm whatever. I for what I saw, I mean, I didn't even watch the whole thing. But you know, the two dudes was together for a moment. The two women were together for a moment. So while I guess for the old people who watch Dancing with the Stars regularly, not Legionnaire, you know, excluded, and John Sebastian excluded, I guess it was risky and daring. But I mean, it wasn't like you know they did the entire three minute scene as a same sex thing. So you know. To me, it feels like a stunt. Well, and this not but, the first you know, time. That I'm cynical and bitter, and I've, I've, I'm fine with that. No, and I hear what you're saying, but I guess in, in terms of how television and networks have really been resistant to allow that to happen, because there was even a season, a couple of seasons of um, So You Think You Can Dance, which is, you know, Fox's summer show, there have been auditions of people who've tried to audition as a same-sex couple and you know why they allowed them to audition i mean it was clear that they that they were not going to move <laughs> they were not going to move through to any kind of final rounds or anything being able to dance as a couple and do you know you know do dancing in the same sex way it was just not going to happen but you know it was. It seemed like it was just amusing to have them audition when clearly they weren't going to let them be at a space where, when the competition starts, they're going to be dancing together all the time. Right. All right. Well, there is that. Well, kids, that was a fun show. I feel like we talked. We touched on some good points. It's always good to you know hear opinions other than your own, and you know hear some interesting stuff. Uh, we have what? We have what? Two shows left? I think so. Oh, yes. Only two. Two shows left after this until we go on our, uh, summer hiatus. We'll let you know next week when we plan to come back. But in the meantime, you can catch Reality every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific with replays on Saturdays and Sundays at 12 p.m. Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific. You can visit the Poppy Chulo Radio archives to download this episode and many more. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chulo Radio programs by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's episode through iTunes. Just search for reality and subscribe. Legionnaire, how can the kids get in contact with you? Oh, the children can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram where my handle is at Legion Onyx. Uh, on the Book of Faces, um, I am known as Legionnaire Onyx. And for those listeners of uh, Poppy Chulo Radio, uh, they can catch me on shows like The Lion's Den, Fear of the Walking Dead, Gladiators Unite, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, good. Uh, John Sebastian? Unofficial, colon, John Sebastian on the Book of Faces and on the Twitters, in the Twitterverse, as I am tweeting and Twittering, but not with Azalea Banks, at GSJ612. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at Dom Onyx or uh, Facebook.com forward slash Dom Onyx. Uh, Tumblr is thedomonics.com and the website is www.domonics.com. 
You can like reality on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash PCR reality. And you can follow us on Twitter at PCR reality. You can also follow Poppy Chulo Radio on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at Poppy Chulo Radio. You can support reality financially by going to gofundme.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio. And you can email us via reality at poppychuloradio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. And if you're interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio family as an on-air personality or blog contributor, you can email us via talent at poppychuloradio.com. So, kids, tell every tell the listeners good night. Good, good night, night, listeners. Ooh, a bitch is tired. <laughs> Hello? But not as tired as Tokyo Tony. <laughs> what the hell? Good night. I know, right? <laughs> Good night, everyone. Right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Reality. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying goodnight and have a wonderful week.